Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey Geekscapists, welcome to our brand new Geekscape podcast. I'm Jonathan London, if this is your first Geekscape, and what we do is we talk about pop culture on Geekscape. We like to talk to storytellers, whether they come from movies, video games, comic books, TV, the whole pop culture spectrum, and uh, I like to sit down with them one-on-one and talk about how they got into telling stories, what kind of stories they tell, what, I guess, corner of the pop culture uh, world they come from, and um, sometimes they're my friends, and I I, uh, have known them for years, and sometimes I meet them on this very show if you guys go back uh on the podcast i've had some pretty awesome episodes my friend chris mancini explained to me how to do a non-fiction um book proposal last time uh that was kind of cool chris has been a longtime fan if you guys are in los angeles we're going to be at um is it the the telegraph theater in in koreatown we're going we're to be uh there for the final comedy film nerd show that's on december 12th we're doing a live show and uh chris is nice enough to have me be part of the live show so if you are in uh los angeles on december 12th go to comedyfilmnerds.com and get your tickets for that um before that rob paulson who's an amazing voice actor was on the show and then before that we had chris cluey ex uh nfl vikings kicker was on to talk about competitive gaming and how it compares to being a uh, professional athlete so uh, this episode is no different except I've known this guy a long time Uh, for those of you who uh, watch Legends of Tomorrow on the CW you might recognize my good friend Adam Seckman Um, Adam we've known each other a long time yes we have Uh, did we know each other when we went to Penn as undergrad Uh, I I don't think we did. I feel like I was maybe introduced to you at the end of my, at the end of my tenure. But you would have been a junior. I would have been a senior. Yeah. So then you were a year behind me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. But did you go? Do you grow up in Toronto? Mm-hmm. And so you went Winnipeg to, and then Toronto. So Winnipeg and then you went to. Do you know where Winnipeg is? Winnipeg is cold. <laughs> I, I, okay, here. Classic I'm gonna, I, no, no, no. American. No, I'm gonna I guess, guess. Winnipeg is a harder one. I'm gonna guess. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Okay. 
I can do. I know where Calgary is. The fucking ass crack, uh, kind of western middle of that whole okay. thing. I know because because um, uh, uh, Brett the Hitman Hearts from Calgary. That's right. <laughs> okay, I can do this. I can do this. Um, Calgary is in what province? Your, your yeah, podcast okay, is oh, oh, oh. Canadian. No, no, no. I got, I got this. Not only is Calgary uh, where Brett the Hitman Hart is from, but there's some geekscapists from uh, from Calgary, including Ooh. our good friend Fushna. From the forums. What's up, Fushna? Um, okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I got this. I got this. Uh, Winnipeg is just west of Toronto, I would say. If you're going sequentially west, Winnipeg would be the next province. Do you guys only have like eight provinces or something? Not, like? Okay, first of all, it's not a province. But What is it? It's Territory? the capital city is of it? a province. There's a hockey team there, the Winnipeg Jets. There well, I know, but Winnipeg, Winnipeg is like Bombers. the next... What is it? Province. It's the yes, that's correct. It's the next province over from it's which the, province? From the one Toronto's in, yeah, Ontario. Is, that's right. Yeah, and so it's the next one over. Yes. It, but it is the capital of the province known as something unpronounceable to someone who likes the sun. What is the province that Winnipeg? Manitoba. Is? Manitoba. No, there you're thinking of Saskatchewan. Is the no, one no, no, Saskatchewan is like north. It's is, west. It's of west, Manitoba. Yeah, Winnipeg, the closest cities. Let's put it this in American. Let's put it in American terms. North Dakota, North Dakota, Minnesota. That's where Winnipeg yeah. is. Okay, just north of that. Dude, that's it's pretty cold. damn west and pretty damn cold. It's super. But that's cold. also where the invasion begins. <laughs> Maybe, but it's also the place that has a lot of. There's a lot of lakes, so there's yeah. a lot of fresh water. Well, so once if climate change, if you're takes north over, of Minnesota, I guess you are full of lakes. Full of like yeah. mosquitoes. Uh, okay, so, mosquitoes. They've horrible mosquitoes. Ice mosquitoes. No, I know. S- I've been to Canada in the yeah, summer. It's those nice. are like breeding grounds. It's just mosquito orgies in all those lakes. <laughs> Minnesota's not. Uh, Minnesota. I've never actually been to Minnesota, Minnesota. the capital of mosquito orgies. You didn't know. <laughs> um, Canada's nice in the summer. I love. I, I do like yeah. Canada in the summer. Um, but I'm learning something, Geekscapist, and I hope that you're learning something too. Um, so, Adam, we went to Penn together, although yes. we were in separate gangs, I'm guessing, at this point. Totally. We, we didn't cross paths until your junior year. Separate nerd gangs. And then, as fate would have it, did you go directly to Columbia after undergrad? No, I, I then decided not to be, because I, I majored in finance. I went to Wharton. So, I decided not to go into banking. I had a job offer at Lehman Brothers, which no longer exists. And uh, and I was like, I'm going to be an actor. And so I. That went. was 2002. Yeah. And you, what? Wait, <laughs> your parents, you go to Penn. Uh huh. You go to Wharton, which is a phenomenal business school, unless you're a Trump, and then it's pointless, and you're just <laughs> whatever. Um, Who also went to school with us when we I, were there? I know, but we're not going to hold that against. <laughs> we're not going to hold that against you or Thank me. You. <laughs> um, that was. I don't know what the hell I hold that it was. against you though, but I won't hold it against myself. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're the one that was in classes with the yeah, that's dickhead. Uh, okay, so you're there at uh, at Wharton, yes. And then, did your parents expect you to then go into finance? Was it something like we're like Adam, you're going to come out of here and you're going to go into finance? No, they knew that I was like falling in love with acting while studying finance. How did that happen? So I, I there were these, you know, at Penn they have all these theater. Groups that I avoided like the plague. Okay, so but they have all these like off-campus theater troops. Yes, they had Mask and Wig was Mask one Wig, that yeah. I was very jealous of and wanted to be a part of. It's like an all men. Could you sing? Can you sing? Uh, I'm not. I'm not. Tr- I'm not trained to sing, but I feel like yeah, I could. I could pull Is, off a tune. But it wasn't that the linchpin there with Mask and Wig was that it was a singing comedy troupe. 
Yeah, you had to be able to, but it wasn't like you right. had yeah, I mean, to be able to like play play the piano and sing. There was a lot of acapella, and that's where I was like, no. Nope, but that was those it. were different groups, right? Okay. So, but anyway, I would go to see shows, and and I would always feel very like jealous, I'm like fuck, I'd love to be on stage. This would be amazing. So a friend of mine said to me uh, that I should come and audition for her theater company that she's a part of. Mm-hmm. So the one this this company is called Teatrone, okay. And the one weird thing about this theater company is weird thing. Well, it's not a weird thing. It just was their corner was it was specifically for Orthodox Jews, meaning that they didn't rehearse or perform on the Sabbath. So no shows Friday night, which was so she had her pick of about like 80 percent of the population of Penn. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So there are many Jews that went to Penn. Yes. And uh, me being one of them. But anyway, I, I went to this to this audition. I auditioned. They finally brought everyone in a room together and they said, look, uh, we like all of you guys. Here's the problem. The play that we're doing this season, Neil Simon's Fools, requires the lead male and female to kiss. Who's willing to kiss a member of the opposite sex? Because it's orthodox. Right. And I was the only one who put up my hand and they're like, great, you're the lead. Well... Wait, so you're Orthodox Jew? No, I'm so, like I'm like a Larry David, Jerry but, Seinfeld right, Jew, a, a Gentile. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do, I mean, do they, but I thought the troop was was Orthodox. No, it wasn't. It wasn't like only for Orthodox, but it was oh. for Orthodox that wanted to do theater but couldn't do theater <laughs> in theaters that required them to perform oh, and so rehearse you, on the Sabbath. Oh, you were aces at that point. You're like... Yeah, it was like I, I went to Wharton, so I already thought about the mathematical probability of getting the lead in any other show, and I thought, this was my best chance. <laughs> and uh, do I mean, were you popular was, with the ladies at Penn? Was, it, was college a, a... Not really, a, Was no. college a tough time? It was a tough time, and, and, and you know, it was... From my brain now, I feel like, why was it a tough time? I was just nervous to talk to girls. Agreed. And it's Agreed. like, yeah. at this age, I'm like, what was I doing? It was so we, not- weren't, we weren't doing anything. Yeah, exactly. Just not doing anything proactive. In my case, proactive. I, I remember spending weekend nights completely in the radio station, which, <laughs> yeah. no surprise you're listening to this Geeks Capus. It was birthed there. Um, and oh, that's I was, beautiful. I, was in, I didn't know that. I was in one theatrical performance of Best Little Whorehouse in Texas because nice. I was walking down the street one day and... Uh, a girl who thought I was funny, I don't remember her name or anything, but, but she thought I was funny from a class, stopped me on the street, wow. and they needed somebody to fill in on Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. She didn't even know you? She just found you she, funny she, and she charming? Found me, and... She found me funny in class, and she said, we need somebody, can you sing? And I, and I said, no. And they said, okay, well, it's a musical. And I said, okay, well, and they said, we really need somebody. So I remember joining Best Little Whorehouse in Texas... Being given given a role, like they had, I had quite a few lines, and I was part of a chorus, and I had, awesome. to, I had to audition, sing, and I remember a girl who was definitely into singing and definitely into this stuff. She stopped me. She said, "Can you try and sing in tune?" <laughs> and I said, "Absolutely not." Like, lady, I'm not supposed to be here. Wow, I'm just funny, and that's the only reason you guys have me is because I'm funny, and I'm going to say tell some jokes when you guys forget your fucking lines. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But, but I mean, they, there were times when people forgot their lines, and well, sure, I had that. Like the ad libs came quick and fun, but um, I had no business being in a musical. That was sophomore year. I remember wow. that, but that was and that I, was your only time. After that, you no audition, no nothing. No, I mean, if you go to film school, I guess you have to be in stuff. Mm-hmm. But of course, you have to be in your films, like your friends' films and stuff. Like, but no, acting is not my deal. But well, it came to you. You're better behind the camera. 
I don't know if I'm any better behind the camera. <laughs> least blows. dangerous. He's least dangerous when you don't look at him. Um, so you Let's drive got into you so, hard, so I don't know what you're coming. So your so your libido got you into this play. Uh, no, just I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yes, but uh, well, an interesting fact about this play: um, the uh, woman who played my mother in the play was religious and every time during rehearsal I would come up to her and I would say like mom 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 and while I would do that I would put my hand on her shoulder geek scapers I'm touching Jonathan London right now I'm touching his shoulder okay how hot is that anyway I would touch her shoulder and say mom mom finally someone came up to me and said hey Adam uh, Miriam's dad he's a rabbi he's coming to the show it's probably better if you don't touch her. And I was like, "Oh shit!" But I didn't... that was part of the part of the role, or had you ad libbed the motion? You'd ad. I ad libbed the, the motion. The, that was just yeah. Got it. I just thought you know, yeah, mother yeah, and yeah. son were we'll, we'll, we'll touching be familial. Feeling. Yeah, yeah. And then I asked her. I was at Miriam. I, I couldn't. Uh, I can't touch you. And she's like, "Well, you know, it's better if you don't." But and I was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize." So you know, there was a beautiful mixture of. Was it just for that night? Devious Jews like me and religious. Well, well, was it just that night that you had to not ad-lib the motion? Do You had to watch it? No, that was during rehearsals. So So you didn't do it at all? Yeah, I didn't do it at all. Oh, man, it would have been fucking hilarious. (laughs) To do it while her dad was there? (laughs) The only time you do it, you you let the guard down, and then like her dad shows up, and you're like, tainted, the tainted paw. (laughs) (laughs) You like, touch her. (laughs) What happens if you touch her? I know Nothing. nothing. Well, Nothing no, she does. just she doesn't burst into flames, but like, yeah, like is there a religious? The, yeah, so thing, one of the yeah. relig- w- some religious Jews uh, adhere to um, no physical touch until marriage between. Men so and you would have gotten married if you would have touched her on stage. You, it doesn't. The act now, of touching doesn't <laughs> cause us to be married, but that would be interesting. The, the, if suddenly it happened, and like, I was like, "Where the fuck did this ring come from?" You're like, "Mama," and he's like, "Well, I guess he just purchased my daughter." <laughs> He, he nah, bring, a touch and three cows. He, 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 he's like, I will uh, give you the rest of the dowry after the culmination of the play. <laughs> he, he just throws a bag of coins on the stage whenever you guys are doing the curtain. Oh man! Like you could have married this woman by ad libbing by your uh, warped sense of <laughs> the culture. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Shows what I know. <laughs> if this is your first Geekscape, Geekscape is so far so bad. Get Geekscaping. Um, so, uh, for after Penn, like that is one. Is it like Escape? Escape from yeah. Geekdom? Or is it, or no, do you, I think it's like the escape, the, the, the yeah, like, exploring the, the escape, the landscape, the, the exploring landscape. the whole the thing. Yeah. Remember Farscape, the TV show Farscape on Sci Fi Channel? It was the first like Sci Fi Channel oh. show. It's my favorite sci-fi. It was the first sci-fi channel. I think it was show? the. I mean, it was before Stargate, oh. and it was like before. It was before Stargate. It was the Henson Company. They shot it in Australia. Really? It's got Muppets. They use in Muppets. Space. Yeah. yeah, it's fucking awesome. Oh, it's cool. visually amazing, and that. And I'm. It's my favorite sci-fi. And so I was like, "What do we name it? Oh, let's go with Geekscape because we kind of explore out into the whole ethos of geekdom. Of geekdom, we explore all of it. Um, so you had the bug. Yeah. Now that you had the bug, and you're like, "This that. is how I kiss girls." Yeah. I found <laughs> I found a way to kiss girls and ad lib touching girls. Now you're like, "This acting thing is for me." Yeah. Is that what led you into it? Yeah. No, get the fuck out. 
<laughs> you didn't do anything in high school? You, I mean, did you act- A little bit, yeah, like a little bit of drama. There was a drama class, but we didn't have like big shows or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, that was... Big school, small school? It was a small high school in Toronto. Uh-huh. And you guys were just like putting on small... And that school actually, small. tell you a couple interesting things about that school. Yeah. First of all, everyone called their teachers by their first name. What? There was no Mr. and Mrs. Right. It was Scott, Phil, Tracy. The principal's name was Wayne. Okay. The other. Do you crazy... even know their last names? Yeah. Okay. But you would never call right, them by their right, last right. When you walk into the school, they would have a bulletin board at the front with the top 100 names in grade point average. And then if you walk around, you would see every student in the school and every class they take and all of their grades in every class was visible to everybody at the school. Wait. Isn't that crazy? How is that possible? It was awesome. It was like being in the NBA. I was like, I gotta get on the board. Gotta get top on the board. So it worked. For me it worked. Because today it would be like, okay, I I have a rifle and now I know where they're hiding. Well, you would know, like, you oh, know, Jimmy know gets 57 on... No, no, but I mean, it would be more like other students be like, oh, shit, Jimmy's having a tough time. He's averaging, right. like, a 52 or whatever, whatever. But now know? now everybody's kind of privacy, like... Obsessed. Obsessed, and especially with people... Ironically, especially because with they're people, not on Especially their with phones. people going into, like, high schools with guns and stuff. We had Scott Thompson. Yeah, but we're not... But Canadians are not dealing with that like Americans no, are. Scott Thompson from Kids in the Hall yeah. was on the show. Love Scott Thompson. Two weeks, two months ago. Yeah. And he had a, a school shooting in 1976 when he was in school. Really? Yeah. You guys started this. Please. It is don't like play. don't play. <laughs> Scott Thompson. It's bad everywhere. But <laughs> no, that's not true. No, I mean in the. It's definitely better in Canada than the U.S. It's not a concern for Canadian students like it is for American right. students. Right. I was that's just. just fact. I was just making a point. But. That Scott Thompson came on this show and he talked about the trauma he had when he was like 17, 16 I didn't years even old. know that he was in that Dude, isn't that's that insane? Wild. And that was in freaking in your Toronto. province. I think it's from Toronto, right? <laughs> he is from Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is he? I don't know. Go back and listen to the episode, Geeks. I think he is. It's a great yeah. episode. He was awesome. He's and he amazing. came in and just talked. It was pretty amazing I having him on the show. I saw stand up like earlier this year. It was fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. He did his buddy Guy or Guy, his character and everything. He's, yeah, a, he's I mean, amazing. Yeah. Um, so after school, how was that? How difficult was that? You said that you did not go straight to grad school for. No, either. I tried to like get into acting in Toronto, not knowing anything. I did a couple short films, and then I was like, I don't really understand anything. I need to like learn theater. Did you move back in with your parents, or what yeah. did you do? What was that like? It was fine. I get along well with my parents. It was, there was good. <laughs> yeah, it was. Well, really, I, got, I, well, I mean, I got to say, like in two thousand, my parents have been very. My, I have to be very grateful. My parents treated my decision like. With total support, super. I'm so fortunate that they reacted that. Fortunate way. is the word because you know that could have gone otherwise. For sure, <laughs> you know it should I mean? have. Like, it should have. Like right. Like you have a job where you can earn a lot of money coming right out of school. You're saying no to be an actor, the most insecure field of them all. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and we're going to enable it. Yeah, exactly. How long did you st- were you home? A like, year. A year. Well, that's not bad. No. It's not enough to like grow rust, right? Like, no, I didn't have any rust. Like, you mean? I mean, in terms I, I of mean, like staying the there, like yeah, like oh. staying there. Oh, and it's yeah, like, well, exactly. I think it's time. Exactly. You, you, I think you've, uh, I think you've kind of overextended your stay here, son. Right, right, yeah. I never, thankfully, got to that. Um, <laughs> it could have gotten sour. Oh, well, yeah. Well, what sure. were you doing in Toronto? I mean, were you like, yeah, hey, I was I like, did another short taking film? classes, trying to audition for things, getting headshots, like learning about like what does an actor have to do? I have to like, I had to try to get an agent, like all that 
stuff that takes time. That well, stuff takes forever. What was the hardest period of that year that you spent back in Toronto? Um, just like not being able to create opportunities. Hmm. Does it take a community to be able to do that? Do you, you, For I mean, sure. And that is what the time is, is you have to meet people in the community Absolutely. to establish those connections. What, did the, what was even the scene in Toronto? Because obviously you're already in Philadelphia when you come to Penn. New York would be the spot, I thought. That, totally. I thought you would go to New York and do that whole deal. Toronto seems like, did you, did you consciously choose maybe what you thought would be a smaller pool to kind of make your name in before you moved on to maybe New York or Los Angeles? Was that a conscious decision or was it, hey, I've got a place to crash, this is a risk. I mean, did you give yourself like a, a timeline? Like if this yeah. doesn't happen in two, three years, if this isn't in an upward trajectory, I'm pulling the plug. So I think, I, I'm not sure why I chose Toronto. Probably just because my, my parents were happy to have me there. I had a place to crash. Sure. I, All good, easy decisions. Yes, like, going those are to New smart, York, smart decisions. Yeah, going to New York is you know better for building the community. But Toronto's got a great community. But I didn't even being there for a year. I did not have enough time to create that community. I did a little bit, and there are one of my closest friends now is a producer that I met that first year. We did this really shitty short film called The Stud Factory. Is it on YouTube? I don't think it is. It should be. It's. It's. I want to see it. <laughs> the good stuff. I don't want to see. The yeah. shitty stuff. Yeah. yeah let's, let's pull up. Factory. Let's do a movie night. <laughs> All right. For sure. We'll do it. <laughs> so, and that was a short film? It was a short film. Okay. And yeah, my friend's name is Ali and he's producing things right now. We produced a, uh, a pilot that me and my writing partner wrote called Americanistan. One of the leads, Mina Masood in our pilot, is now Aladdin. So, it's pretty know, amazing. It is beautiful. So, Talk to me again, like the hardest part was you didn't really have anything to hold on to beyond having a roof over your head and some form of stability on a familial place, but professionally, you never gave yourself a timeline to say, hey. No. Every time people would ask me, I heard that question a lot, and Mm -hmm. I was always like, "It's, it's absurd to give yourself a timeline because I feel like in this business... What if I gave myself another two days and yeah, then I had the opportunity oh, in two days? You hear the stories. If I give up, yeah. it's because I feel like I'm done with it. If I feel like I'm done with it, fine, I'm done. But to say like, oh, I need like three years and three months and if nothing, I think it's good every year to right. analyze, okay, what am I doing that's, that's uh, yeah. positive, course that's correct. progressive, you know? Yeah, um, I, I always think that whatever you choose is some series of course corrections, not really yeah. any kind of... You can make drastic moves, but I mean, who cares? <laughs> like, you, who knows if a left or a right is anything that you got? That's right. Like, yeah, it's, just a, it's so, it's a, it's a crapshoot. We're scratching lotto tickets for a living. Totally. Like we're like, oh, totally. maybe this lotto ticket that I'm scratching is for the one sure. that's going to turn up, and you just don't even think about it. You just, it's what you want to do. You follow your passions, and you're done. Exactly. Um, well said. Yet you're not on autopilot. No, I mean you can't be because no one's. Handing you anything. So this. what? So what ended up getting you out of Toronto? What, I mean, describe how long was Toronto? A year. Uh huh. Um, and then I decided to apply to theater schools. Mm-hmm. So I applied to like UCSD, Juilliard. No, not Juilliard because they didn't have an MFA. Uh, Yale, NYU, Columbia, and maybe Carnegie Mellon. I don't know one other. Why, why was an MFA important? Um, 
It wasn't, I mean, actually. I mean, you'd already had your bachelor's. Yeah, I already had my bachelor's. It seemed weird to apply for a school that didn't yeah. offer a master's, but ultimately, what is the difference? There's no, I mean, whatever. No. It's all... No, it's, a, it's, it's just it, a... There's a proud owner of another... Amendment. A diploma. Yeah, it doesn't... But, interesting... So then, so the only school I got into was Columbia. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, uh, no, I got into USC in Columbia. Yeah. You got into USC, yeah. But they waitlisted me, so I got to taste Columbia, and I could decide to stay or go. And I stayed. It's beautiful. Yeah. What was your major? Film. Film. Yeah. Went to the grad school. But how stupid is this? This, I still am very annoyed at Columbia for this. That they actively tried to dissuade actors from working with the filmmakers. And it made me, it made no sense. We just talked about community. Mm-hmm. Columbia did a terrible job of building a community, assuming that you can't approach this business that theater is one thing and film is one thing. No, no. it's all one thing. Because you guys are the ones we would have used. Of course. And it was, uh, how long is the program? Three years. Was Thomas Hilton still there? Thomas Hilton? Yeah. Yeah. I loved that guy. Yeah, I great wanna, guy. I want to make him a Bond villain. Yeah, he'd be like, awesome Isn't he an that? awesome Bond villain? Totally. He's such a cool dude. And great guy. I remember using Thomas, though. Yeah, Tom- you did? Yeah. I, okay, so I'm sure some actors did it, but there sh- I'm, I think there should be like... There should have been like a collaboration class right. that like the filmmakers and the theater actors make a film at the end of the year. Yes. As, like... Yeah. It, Considering we have like really great graduates yes and you guys had really talented actors yeah, it, was it would have been shocking to me yeah that seems like the kind of uh symbiotic relationship that needed to happen and we're in the same building right you guys were in the same dodge hall or whatever it was like what's... we were mostly at the, in the basement of this uh um on 116th and broadway this like student residence they had two black box theaters oh, really? in the basement. Yeah, it was very weird. We but were all the executives, theory, yeah. all the teachers would have offices at Dodge Hall. Yeah, and that's where I was. Yeah, that's um, where you were. we didn't have classes there. Dude, I pumped so many This is what I remember from film school besides making really bad movies while I was there. Um, <laughs> I spent so much money on the Gauntlet Legends arcade machine that was in that arcade over there. Really? Which arcade? I can't okay, think. Okay, so uh, you what's the glass building? You know that glass building that's over by the library? And it's got like a, like a, like a, this is so interesting for Geeks games. <laughs> I just want to get Yeah, I know. Uh, but, you guys, um, no, no, you know no, when it, you walk it, down it, the it's, cobblestone it's, walk? It's, it's where Peter Venkman has his offices in, in oh, Ghostbusters. Cool. Ooh, good save. But when, <laughs> in Ghostbusters, I just remember it's like where they thought, I mean, it's like where they established Peter Venkman would have had his offices ah, okay. in Ghostbusters. But in so reality, in there, there was there's a, a commissary. It's got the student bookstore. It's got all that stuff. There was an arcade on the Third, second or third floor, there was an arcade, and I just remember pumping quarters into Crazy Taxi and Gauntlet Legends over and over again. How much? Look, what are we talking about? How much money do you think you're spending in a in one sitting at the arcade? We're talking like ten bucks? Yeah, about ten to fifteen dollars. Yeah. And would you go there in quarters every day? No, no, no. Three, three times a week? Yeah. Let's go three. Forty-five times bucks a week. That's not something a grad student should be doing. We're talking two hundred a month. We're talking, talking twenty four hundred dollars a year. You're spending. I on, think what there's we're, my. I think what we're talking, Adam. That's a. a I think what we're talking is addiction. <laughs> it's a month <laughs> of rent. You could but, have had. But, but keep night. in mind, I don't drink alcohol, oh, that's so that's true. what I wasn't spending. Ah, okay. So people are like, "Hey, man, want to come get loaded and all that stuff?" And I'm like, "No, man, I'm getting loaded. Get <laughs> I'm crazy loaded. Taxi. I'm crazy taxi." <laughs> Get over here and come check it out. I mean, it, it this kinda, road it, is like, crazy. That's what I remember from Radzico. I People mean, no. crossing the street, I have to avoid them. Well, I, I don't oh, feel like I started making works, films but... until I moved to LA. I moved to LA in 03 
right before you got there. Right, exactly. So we did not overlap. We didn't have a chance to develop we that Columbia community. <laughs> but speaking of Columbia community, by yeah, the way, I got? have Columbia to thank purely for Legends of Tomorrow. The only reason I'm on Legends of Tomorrow to is because of Columbia. Why? Because I went to a student alumni, like an alu- not a student, an alumni Christmas party in L.A., I met a friend of mine, Grania. We met there. She's a writer and producer on Legends. And like a year and a half after I met her, we she called me one day and she's like, Adam, we're working on this new character for Legends. I think you'd be good. You should I contacted the casting director for you to submit a tape. Well It's three episodes, we don't know if it's any more. And what's we, the and the character's name? Gary Green. Gary Green. Um just like your cool shirt. My, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles right. shirt. I'm wearing a Ninja Turtle shirt Geeks gave us. Don't think Michelangelo. That I, don't think that I only turn it on when the mic turns on. Yeah, he okay? lives like, it. This is, he lives it, bros is, and gals. I, I bleed this geek green. He's got a geeky Garmin watch to and you track even, his steps. Uh, did you see my Thor socks? Woo, right. baby! Yeah. You didn't even see my underwear, but you will. Um, so <laughs> can't wait. <laughs> People are like, I oh. do see your Spider-Man pillow. <laughs> <laughs> I like how. Uh, you, you know, new listeners who are like, hey, I like Legends of Tomorrow. I'll give this podcast a try. They're like, well, yeah, they're too comfortable with each other. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I feel icky. <laughs> CW's going to call and be like, you know what? Can you guys not release this? Can you pull the episode, please? We did not get approval. Yeah, um, I don't know. Maybe Spider-Man will give approval. So before Gary Green. Yes. What what was going on there? You had done Americanistan and like that. Oh, kind of stuff. I just like, yeah, I would get acting jobs uh, every now and again, playing various uh, terrorists <laughs> and bad guys with up. accents. <laughs> For real, you? Yeah, but I I love those. I love playing those roles. I have no like I you enjoy like bad guys or like you're the hacker. <laughs> what were you doing? I'm like usually the Eastern European like mafias mafioso like bad guy with you know strong accent. You know sometimes they would speak. <laughs> Russian or or I'd be like the you know the Israeli guy hey you need help you come you know like that kind of all those guys <laughs> I'd have more facial hair I'd always be bearded and I would have I'd be some foreigner Ivan or Vladimir you gotta or, love that Moti post 9-11 casting <laughs> yeah <laughs> what America wants right now is catharsis and we're gonna deliver it in the most it's racist form the more, the more in, international conflict the better it is for my career <laughs> Well, I remember our mutual friend Mark Brunswick telling yeah. me, "Yeah, telling all me, hail Mark Brunswick." I, rem- I just remember him saying, "Like, hey, Adam's really like working a lot right now," and I was like, "You got to think George W." <laughs> <laughs> but what do you? Uh, what was that? I mean, it was like a period of a long time that you're playing these characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look again. It's uh, we talked about numbers before. It's all numbers. There's just. There are hundreds of thousands of actors in this business, and there are low thousands of roles. You know, right. the, the, so the fact that I was able to do accents and can speak a little bit of Russian and a little bit of Hebrew and a little bit of French, you know, like it, it's just okay, great. There's only a smaller group of actors that can do that. Right. So those are the opportunities I was getting more of, and and happily doing them. Like, but obviously, beats I prefer- Toronto. <laughs> Well, yeah. just you know, it's it's a job on a TV show. It's great. It's very fortunate. Even that is hard to get. But but um, but yeah, deep down, I always just always veered more towards comedy. I always wanted to do comedy. But that in so when you're writing something like American Sandwich, yeah. is like a a bit of a, a bit of a parody. Not a parody. It's a it, it's um. How would you describe it? It's it was almost um. It was a commentary. Yeah. Bit. So 
did you put some of these frustrations into that script? I mean, it was a, I mean, it was a comedy. It was a bit of a, uh, this is what's going on. This is where I see myself. What was it about? Um, no, not frustrations. Just, uh, you know, the Middle East is a, has been mired in conflict forever, but there's a lot of hilarity to be explored in the Middle East. So we want to like, we, me and my writing partner and our producer wanted to just like have fun with the fish out of water concept. You have Westerners coming to a fictional Middle Eastern dictatorship. There's a lot of shit they're going to have to deal with that they're not used to coming from, you know, England and the USA. Sure. So... I'm always turned on by cultural um, misunderstanding. Sure. I think it's always a fun well to explore. And I think, like, sadly, we are all very overly sensitive. Mm -hmm. And so this type of show becomes slightly problematic because everyone is so fearful of the backlash. Oh, no, you can't do that. Yeah. How many times have you heard, no, no, you can't do that? Yeah, and it's like, why? I'm not, I'm on the right team. I just want to be funny. There's funny shit that... South Park gets to do it every fucking day. Yeah, exactly. And they're amazing. I love South Park. So, like, come on, guys. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. How many times have you been told no for that kind of stuff? Because I remember I came, my thesis out of Columbia was Gay by Dawn. My short film about rednecks <laughs> being afraid of getting turned gay, and it was like a horror movie. That's hilarious. And it was like, you can't make that now. You can't. You can make that in 2005. You can't make that now. And I'm like, why not? Oh, you just yeah, woke culture, you know. And I have nothing against woke culture. I have nothing no, against people being cool with each other. Absolutely. But this is art, and I think art needs to break things. Well, is you're you're trying to be funny? Is it funny? If it's funny, then if it's funny. It's, and that should just be the litmus test. Yes, of course. But do you think people are afraid to, to laugh? I mean, when you when you have something like Todd Phillips, and he's you know, remember what Todd Phillips says when the Joker was coming out that woke culture has kind of killed comedy. You can't make comedy today, and of course there's an uproar because you can absolutely make comedy today. Of course, but it know? is more challenging, and maybe maybe veering culture that way is. I mean, not maybe, for sure it is better for culture to be more aware, but, you know, I mean, the backlash is ridiculous. Not, I'm, I'm, hmm. Uh, not to say that, not to bring it back to the Scott Thompson interview, but Scott said something, and Geekscapists, I'm, I don't know if he said this on the air or not, so uh, you'd have to listen to the episode, or those of you who've listened to the episode, but he may have said this when... We are no longer recording, so I'm going to go ahead and say it anyway because Scott is a very, uh, uh, you know, he wouldn't have censored himself. But but he he says, you know what, 9/11, they absolutely won because they killed New York City. They killed that art culture. They killed that culture of of being brave with your art, you know. Mm-hmm. And in a way, when we started becoming hypersensitive or started becoming fearful of the reaction to our art or to our messages or really to the, the thing that is most American, that freedom of speech that mm-hmm. we protect, sure. when we started becoming fearful of that, then that's when you realize that the, uh, that the war on terror was lost in a way because you're fearful and it's affected art and art is the cen- center of our culture. Mm, interesting. So there was an argument and I just remember, whether he said it on the show or not said it on the, on the show, he, I do remember him telling me that, that 9-11 killed art in New York at least, or it killed culture, and now you have a very expensive Disneyland. <laughs> no, right? as but far come as New on, York City. New York still has culture. Come on, that's ridiculous. It, no, it, well, amazing theater in New York. If you listen to the episode, you'll see that. Okay, that, that but he's, I mean, he's like, very that 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 the man is killed. The cultures. man is opinionated, <laughs> <laughs> and we love him. But the, I want people to come on here to to speak their opinion, and he definitely did. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I find it. 
I find it tough because uh, I think that we still want to be funny. Was American Stand successful? Was that something that no? We still we we shot it ourselves, did it ourselves. How long ago? Was and that? then realized we we don't have. I didn't have like lit representation. Neither did my writing partner. What we year just, was that? It was two thousand and. 13? 14? Okay. 14. 14 or 15? Got it. Three, four years ago. So you couldn't get anybody to look at it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Shit. Um, if a tree falls in the woods. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's Part of it is, you know, the, the strategy is like, okay, make your own stuff because no one's going to, like, make something for you, which is great. But then when you have something, you still need to have a community. At least, or at least, like, a publicist or something. Yeah. The whole point of building Geekscape was that I have somebody to talk to. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, no offense, Geeks gave us, but the artistic, um, you know, the, the artistic thing that, that Adam's talking about, it's lonely as fuck. Yeah, sure. When you're trying to communicate with people and there's nothing but doors and walls being slammed. For sure. You know? so, Absolutely. Uh, and it is mostly doors and walls and it is for everyone. Yeah, it is. Yeah, no, it's, it is for everyone. Uh, but it becomes lonely and you just need your outlets and totally. hopefully you can plant a seed and grow it. And of course, whatever you think of Geekscape, it's at least the audience that's listening to me and my stuff. And Absolutely. We, you know, and that's worth something. Of course. But I find it very frustrating that to, to make something and pour something into something for years because it takes you years. Fuck yeah, it does. And then at the tail end of it, your reward is eh, or silence. Mm-hmm. What are you guys doing with it now? Uh, our producer is still pushing it hard, which is great. We've, you know, me and my writing partner redid the whole Bible of the show. I think it's, I'm a big fan of it, but I recognize that, um, that uh, we'll see. It's yeah. risky. Yeah. Um, but being Canadian doesn't mm-hmm. help you guys on the production end? It's, it has to. I mean, Canada has those tax incentives, and everyone wants a Canadian producer. Yeah, but if it's like a, sh- a TV show, you ultimately need, like, you no. can't make a TV show independently, you know? Right, right. If and we decide to make a movie, you know, maybe we'll do that at one point, but I, I think this is could be a great just, like, workplace comedy. Yeah, everybody's begging for co-productions. You know, yeah, or, or true. The conversation we made the movie in we made a a movie in Brazil a few years ago. We're in talks to do more stuff in Brazil, and now, and now Mexico is the conversation. Is people want a co-production awesome. between Mexico and Brazil? No one wants to actually make stuff in America because we don't have that co-production fund, and our tax incentives are out of control. Yeah. Uh, are they out of control? I don't know. There seems to be more stuff coming back to LA, but um, no. But I mean, like, look yes, at I, in comparison to the foreign money. I shoot legends in. Vancouver, right? Uh, which Vancouver is absolutely crushing it. There's so much production in Vancouver; it is insane. Every block, you see these damn trucks. It's unbelievable. You either see a heroin addict or trucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, look. I mean, the city is gorgeous. They have so many different like cultures. Uh, and it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, you can really like Vancouver can substitute for many, many places. Yes, easily. So. I just, one thing that did shock me was the amount of drug use I saw there. I yeah. was like, wait a minute. Yeah. You guys have socialized health care. Like, why Yeah, because the government p- provides clean needles for drug addicts. Because they don't want, and, and, and I Good think, idea. You don't want an epidemic. And also, they don't want there to be, it's a, it's, look, I have no solution. I'm <laughs> by no means an expert. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, <laughs> I'm but. I'm not going to demean <laughs> you because you're an actor, but please, solve this social crisis. Yes. <laughs> Let me get to the bottom. This is, first, I'll do the Middle East peace <laughs> process, and then I'll 
I'll solve uh, drug addiction. Jared Kushner, you haven't tried getting American stand to Jared Kushner for the solutions it's, it provides to this very I sensitive. I mean, talking about community, I'm sure he's very well connected. We could get our our show done. So if you have his number, well, I and Geekscape is who are listening for uh, the Legends of Tomorrow conversation. Well, let's get to it because. I'm just fascinated by the by the American incident stuff. That's like a struggle that I know. I love that struggle and I love that story. And I, it's like, um, I do love the Berlanti shows. I think they're awesome. But you're part of a juggernaut, and I'm like, okay, cool. You're part of a juggernaut. Yeah. I want to hear. Very about, grateful. I want to hear about. I want to hear about you being the juggernaut. So the American incident, just is like cool. the Toronto Raptors, right. another juggernaut. I'm happy to be a big fan of that as well. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, it's not a bad one-off year. It was cool. Yeah, it was a good. It was a good year. Um, it's not bad. Uh, thanks for derailing the conversation. Yeah, sorry. Wait, the Geekscape just yanked their headphones off because they're like, sports can't do it. They're like, don't talk about sports. Uh, before the the, uh, yes. the show, we just watched the basketball game. <laughs> it was it was how I get Adam onto the show. Is, hey man, you want to watch basketball? Yeah, that's my. Uh, and maybe we can watch. That's uh, my dog treat. Maybe we can record a little Geekscape after. <laughs> and I did it with pleasure. We did it. So happy to be here. Uh, talk about Legends, Legends of Tomorrow. That, that you go over a year and a half later. You audition for this role of Gary yes. Green. Gary Green. And what the hell? Like, and thankfully it's three stuck. episodes. I was able to hang on to those three episodes, and they. Uh, I guess they liked what I was doing, and I was grateful that they kept giving me more to do. Well, do they like it? Uh, obviously, they like it. But at what point does the fan reaction kick in? Like, is is it, are you are you a fan? Are you a popular character? Are you like somebody who like you go to the conventions and they uh, want to get the autograph? I haven't I haven't been to any conventions yet, uh, what? except for Comic Con. What was the last time you went to Comic Con? I only went once two years ago, and it was amazing. So, Adam, if I were to say. This summer, 2020. Yeah. You could be a guest at the Geekscape booth at Comic-Con. Would you like to come down? That'd be juicy. I'd love to come down, yeah. It's in July. Let me know if you when you're shooting. And then come down and take the train down. Hang out at the Geekscape booth. Maybe shake some hands. To. And then that's it. I would love to have Hope, you as my guest. Thank you very much. If, if, if it there. works with the schedule, I'd love to have you as hopefully. a guest at the Geekscape Hopefully booth. Legends didn't go this year as a show. It doesn't matter. You can come. I can come, regardless. Come down and hang out. And people would be like, is that Gary Green? That'd be cool. That would be beautiful. I'd love, um, to, I'd love to be there. Do you think that the... Obviously, your friend uh, who you met at the alumni party like saw something in you. Uh, do we, did you agree... Very grateful for that. Thank you, Grania. <laughs> Thank you, Grania. Do, do you think that it... Uh, I mean, was the character immediately... I mean, keep in mind, I have not watched since season one. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, buddy. Season one is a very different show. Yes. Like, And I remember watching the show and just seeing how it would piece together and be like, okay, well... They're finding it. Guggenheim's finding it. It's getting there, you know. And I like Guggenheim. Uh, it's awesome. It's getting there. Um, but what I did hear is that season two is the one where you're like, you know what? Let's just kind of cut loose and go crazy, and make this kind of a crazy. And fun then show. season three even more, and season four mm-hmm. even more. Has it become kind of the popular show over there as far as the DC verse goes and the Berlanti stuff? Yes. I think like the, I've heard that, that writers of the other shows are jealous of, they want to be on Legends cause, because because of the, yeah, because it's like literally you can do anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously they figure out, but really the, the, the storylines are bonkers and hilarious and just anything goes, which is so fun as an actor to be able to do that. Are you a fan of the material beforehand? Or like... I didn't. I watched a few episodes, but I did, I wasn't aware of the material beforehand. Were you a comic book fan? Not really. So Geekscapers think you were a fake. 
and you will leave now. <laughs> yeah, not into comic you know books. Not into comic books. Just fake it. You're an actor. Oh yeah, yeah, I love. Yeah, comic oh, books. I like that episode like the, where the issue and the, the thing. I like the the He's Marvel Twenty Seven <laughs> Earth's Mightiest Heroes the Adventure. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? The Star Brand Reborn. Geekscape is what he's doing now. Is he's looking at comic books in my room? <laughs> Actually, no. You know what I did read growing up? This you're, you're this faking one cool it. Called you're doing Elf, what the actor Elfquest, does. The uh, don't fuck with me. <laughs> The I have, Elf Quest, the final quest. Oh, it's crazy because Geekscape is—he is literally just naming comic books with an <laughs> eyesight in my room. Do you like my? Do you want a comic book recommendation to give? Please you, to give yeah. me more cred. Would you like? Sure. Me to send you home with a comic book. Yeah, I want something, something a little. I'd like something a little cerebral. Give me a rated R. Something give me a cerebral. Doesn't have to be cerebral. Wait. Okay. Yeah, I want the narrative to be not. Not too avant-garde. Give me, okay. give me narrative. I'll find you some stuff. Give me some hard narrative. Okay, we'll find you some stuff. Thank I, you. I mean, there's so I many. I trust good, you. Uh, the DC stuff is. I, I don't read a lot of DC anymore. I'm sorry, Geeks Campus. Oh, you are DC fans. But, DC for life. I have a tattoo. <laughs> but I'm a Marvel guy, and I've dipped into. I've heard of it. I've dipped into DC qu- quite a bit. I mean, I read a lot of comics. Uh, but I'm probably going to recommend you some indie titles as well. Love it. Okay, something like Ed Brubaker's Criminal or something like that. Yeah, I'll find you some good stuff. Some crime books. Ooh, you like some good crime books or maybe some real weird sci-fi stuff? I'll find you some cool stuff. Um, okay, so you get on the show. Did you have to do research? Did you want to familiarize yourself with like all these characters? Did you know what the hell was going on? Where you're like, okay, this guy flies, and this person yeah, dips around. Yeah, I knew, like, I knew what was going on. That's a dude with genetic weirdo stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, a bit, but I mean, the the, re- the the research when I like for the audition was just working on the material, mm-hmm. and I really uh, treated the material um, as a comedy. I mean, the audition process, the the taping process. So when you walk into the audition, I I had I taped it. I didn't do it in person. Crazy. Yeah, recorded the audition. As an actor, do you feel like you're kind of um, at a disadvantage when you're taping? I feel that way, yes. There's no energy, nobody to play off but, of, but there's the no thing reaction. Is now, I mean, you could sort of perfect it a little more on tape, mm-hmm. but I am a social creature by nature, and I like connecting mm-hmm. socially with people, and I think that's important, um, especially in an industry where so many people are crazy. You can... Get a sense for if oh, is this yeah, person is you got to be able cool? to read a room, yeah, you know, and be like, is this working? Is it not working? Yeah, I want to, I want an opportunity to use emotional intelligence, right? And you just don't get to do that uh, on a tape, but uh, you get to tape make a tape look real sexy, better than it looks in the room. And a lot of the executives and showrunners they're not in the room, so did they're you watching add special effects to your tape. I did. You were like, let me put this through after effects. <laughs> I had I actually. You taped an we had a we had a VFX nipple crawl across screen. For those Legends fans, they will know what I'm talking that's about. Incredible! In season four, I have my nipple bitten off by a magical unicorn that's actually from hell. The nipple goes to hell and then gets brought back. Someone gives me my nipple back, and it is an evil nipple that then hypnotizes everybody in the office. That's Legends of Tomorrow, my man. I gotta watch this Check show. It out. Now, if that was a comic book, I'd be reading that one. I'd be reading that comic. (laughs) That sounds good. That sounds like some good stuff. Jonathan London Um, is deeply Okay, so you get the tape. Yes. They like the tape. They like the digital nipple that you totally did not do. (laughs) So you like the tape. They like the tape. Um, You then get called in. Yes. How many times? No, 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 no. They like the tape, but the job is yours. Get the hell out of here. I had no callback. What are you talking about? I had no callback because partially... 
They were I, up maybe against, all were they up against the wall or what? No, I think Grania was like Grania showed Phil Klemmer, who's the showrunner, mm-hmm. the, the tape, and he said, "Yeah, that's the guy," and that was it. What? Yeah, that sounds very fortunate. But I mean, keep in mind it was just like a co-star, but hold or like on. a guest yeah, 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 role. Yeah. So it was totally. only three episodes, and right? Right. I, and so I'm, that worked for you. And I'm Canadian. Okay. And I worked as a local. See, so you, oh, you're cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, you're cheap. Let's go back to the Wharton. I'm un- again. It's numbers. Give them every opportunity to say yes. Yes. So that worked for you, and then they're for like, sure. "Wait a minute, we like this guy, and we're getting him for cheap." Okay, like a twenty-two episodes. How many episodes are there in a season? There like thirteen. The first season was 18? 18. 18. The second season was sixteen, and this season is fifteen. How many of the episodes are you in in a season? I was I was in uh, nine of eighteen in the first, and then uh, thirteen of sixteen last year, and now I'll be in eleven of fifteen. This they should year. just rename the show like Gary Green and Friends, The Chronicles of Gary Green. <laughs> That's a lot, but you're not in this whole. Cri- I mean, I don't know if you can talk about like, are you in crisis? Are you not in crisis? Can we talk about crisis? I don't know. I probably you're in shouldn't. the first crisis ish. Thing. I was in the crossover last year, yeah. That crossover with with Flash and Arrow. We like, what are you? Are you hitting your phone? <laughs> I think you're playing a podcast. <laughs> podcast just, play, just played a podcast, not this podcast. <laughs> um, he, he leaned on his phone and started playing a podcast. And I was like, is that Geekscape? No, it's not Geekscape. You are it's rude. totally Geekscape. I'm talking to about my love of ElfQuest. <laughs> Dude, have you read an ElfQuest? I'm no. not sending you home with ElfQuest. ElfQuest is a little too much of a deep cut for, okay, yeah, for, yeah. A, for a, I'm noob. a rook. You're a noob. Yeah, totally um, noob. So, you, we, you were telling me that you were the only here uh, Legends of Tomorrow actor in the cro- Arrow Flash crossover. Last year. <laughs> yeah, last Le- year. Legends was not, so the crossover last year was Flash, Arrow, right. um, Supergirl, and... Black, no, not Black. I don't Lion. think it was, what was the Lion fourth Lion. one. It wasn't Batwoman because that started this year. It was Le- was it, I think was it just those three shows or was it Legends? No, Legends wasn't part it of it last part year. Of it. So it was Flash, Arrow, and, Cross- and, and I Super guess it Girl. was a three hour. Yeah, maybe it was just three hour. But anyway, I was part of that. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, um, they're like he's the glue that keeps it together. Actually, I found out that it was a writer. Her name is Nikki. I don't remember her last name, but she's a writer on Supergirl. Who was, was a, a big fan of Gary Green and just pushed to get Gary in the Supergirl part of the crossover? Okay, so I'm a noob, and, I'm, and there are some geekscapers who are noobs to it because again, I only watched season one. I watched several of the seasons of the other shows, right? But um, Legends, I, listen, man, I was going through some life stuff. It's okay. We're uh, happy a, to have you anytime. I'm going to catch up. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow available on Netflix, seasons one through four. Oh, I'm watching that. Season five starts January 21st. I'm watching it. Uh, I'm going to catch right up. Do I need to watch all the flashes and the arrows and stuff like that? Because I think I'm up to like no. a couple seasons in on both of those, but no. not caught up. No, just watch Legends. What about you Supergirl? Start... Our friends Phil no, Lamar was Le- in Le- Supergirl. Great, then watch Supergirl too. I like Supergirl. Watch it. Um, okay, Enjoy so, it. So do you, does Gary Green have superpowers? No. Gary Green is... Has, like an everyman. He's like an every. He's the guy who's bad at his job. Always screwing up. No one understands how he's around. You're he's telling not... me that the fans like this? That they see... Um, <laughs> that he's kind of... Uh... But he's also... Yeah, they, they, he's clumsy. He's bad at doing things. Why would the fans also... like that? Because he's looking for love. He has so much love to give. And he wants love returned. But so far, he hasn't quite found his match. You're telling me that the fans relate to this character? Absolutely. 
We all are looking for love, Jonathan. <laughs> I'm being facetious. Of course they relate to this character. <laughs> so you're playing the audience. I'm playing the audience, you're, yes. You're, I mean, you're definitely playing me as I'm watching the show. I'm like, oh, well, that's like, I like that guy. He's, he sucks at everything like I do. Gary's the guy who, when the shit hits the fan and everyone's turning into steel and starts flying, he's the guy who's like hiding under the bed. He's like Rick Jones in The Avengers. You wouldn't get that reference because you're a noob. Do not <laughs> hit your phone again. But You're going to oh, hit sorry. your phone again and you're going to play a podcast on the Geekscape. <laughs> <laughs> Where we talk about Avengers number 27 That's a new issue If you want to get the deep cuts They're in the boxes In my storage unit Ooh, Oh, you have a <laughs> Comic-Con cool bag Do you want it? Dude, if, when you come to Comic-Con this summer At the right. Geekscape booth We can give you one of those oversized bags My experience at Comic-Con Legends did a panel And I wasn't like officially part of it Because I'm not a regular on the show so I wasn't part of any of the stuff they had to do, but while they were on the panel, they talked about a character that the f- audience loved in the end of season four and in the middle of season four named, uh, wait, no, season three, mm-hmm. named Bebo. Bebo is this like an Tickle Me Elmo yeah. blue thing that saved the world at the end of season three. Yeah. So Spoilers. I came, so they talked, yeah. So they, they talked about, oh, this one character, that Bebo. And so I walked on stage wearing a mascot Bebo costume Started hugging the different uh, cast members. Cast members, then sat down, started answering questions as Bebo, and then one of the cast members was like, "Who is that? I recognize that." And then I had the fun. It was great. It was really but you fun. didn't play Bebo in the episodes. No, Bebo was like first he was a doll He's tiny, in one episode, yeah. and then another episode he turns into like a Stay Puft Marshmallow Man and ends up squeezing to death the bad guy demon and cuddling him to death with love. They all disappear in <laughs> Dude, blue fluff. Yeah, I can see why this is like the fan show. Yeah, this, this show is bonkers. Show's hilarious. Yeah, it's awesome. That's amazing. Do they have Bebo merchandise? They so that's what's crazy. The fans have created Bebo merchandise, of course, because but not not. Oh the show. come on, Warner's! You got to get on this. That's Bebo. an easy one. Bebo's I mean, an easy one. Did you watch? I mean, I don't want to. We can't spoil it on the show because some people in other countries, like Australia and England, don't have Disney Plus yet. But Mandalorian, have you been watching it? I watched the first episode. Yeah. Okay, I've, I'm I'm in love with it. Uh, totally caught up. But Ooh. this Baby Yoda thing. Yeah. Supposedly, so supposedly Disney said we are not doing Baby Yoda merchandise what? before the release of the. I mean, now they're going to do it, but they didn't want to spoil the existence of Baby Yoda before the release of Disney Plus in the U.S. Now that. Uh. Now that basically the internet 50% of the memes I mean I was annoyed by yeah, 50% of the memes totally. Spoiling Baby Yoda yeah. But now that the uh, total um, You know the, the secret is out They're, they're now claiming that they're going to get middle age yoga They're, they're yeah. now claiming that Baby Yoda is going to be everywhere by Christmas So that's a month wow. And be ready to be annoyed <laughs> Oh yeah I mean For sure I don't think I'll be annoyed because I love the character so much But uh, we'll see. I know I want something, Baby Yoda, for is that a hint? For the episode. Uh, if you're listening, Geekscapus, it is. Uh, you have a wish list on Geekscapus. A couple things, Geekscapus. Uh, December fifth um, is my birthday. That's this week. Oh, we are celebrating at the Woodman at seven thirty here Ooh. on Ventura Boulevard. If you're listening to this, including Adam Segman, you are invited. Wow, come, come hang thank out, you. Uh, Geekscapus. If you listen, come hang out. Uh, and uh, yeah, if if you want to bring a baby Yoda something, I guess it has to be made. You know what? Don't bring a baby Yoda thing. Bring a Bebo thing. Yeah. Bring me one of those things. Bebo. Oh, do, wait. Does Gary Green have an action figure? Or does Gary Green have uh, like merchandise or anything like that? No, not yet. There, there. I did. Uh, there's this 
Because Arrow and all those artists. guys have like action figures. Yeah, 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 they all yeah. have action figures. We have like indie, really cool act. So there's this amazing artist. She's got a business called Atomic Octopus, and she makes like custom Funko Pop dolls. So she made one and sent me one, which was amazing, super nice. That's Thanks awesome. Jordan, she's fantastic. She's super cool. Makes T-shirts, makes amazing logos, and like fantastic, really cool. And, where, and her stuff is online. She, her name is uh, Atomic Octopus. Atomic Octopus. Yeah, I think it's Atomic Octopus Designs. Uh-huh. Dot... But Google that. Yeah, Just yeah, Google yeah, that. And yeah, you'll find it. It's a great name too, Atomic Octopus. She got it. Don't yeah. try and steal it. No, dude, that sounds perfect. Okay, cool. So they, there is some Gary Green stuff for you. I'm going to go to Atomic Octopus, and I'm going to go buy some Bebo stuff. Anyway. Yeah, as you should. Bebo's way cuter than Gary Green. You're I'm cute. kidding. Gary Green is so cute. The narratives on the show, do you have like a romantic interest on the show? Or, uh, I mean, because he's a guy looking yes, for love. Do they, do they resolve that? So No spoilers. Um, he is a virgin on the show. Which is important for the at nipple this point, episode. At this point, I now think you guys are pandering at the audience. <laughs> at this point, I'm like, you know he's, what? He's still surfing the sexual spectrum. He's he likes men. He likes women. He likes whoever will like him back. <laughs> just, he just whatever, whatever it takes. He just he's like a puppy. He just <laughs> wants to love and is just waiting for someone to love him back. What like a uh, golden retriever puppy? Okay. Um, inside the actor studio question: How yes, much yes. of the character is the character, and how much of it is Adam Sandler? Yeah, I am also a virgin, <laughs> um, and I'm looking for love. So yeah, absolutely. But um, honestly, as your friend, like, what do you find accessible to that character as an actor? Like, what, like, what, what are the things that you share? Similar? Uh, I think I'm often the guy who's like, no, I'm not doing that. That's crazy. I'm always the guy who's like, I'm not gonna like ski down that mountain. I'm, I'm naturally. Uh, I'm not like a, I'm, I'm a scaredy cat when it comes to like taking on mother nature or like something that's like big right another person whatever but if that person is flying and shooting lasers I'm hiding behind the car of course yeah um, so I totally identify with him <laughs> with a scaredy cat uh, Geeks gave us to put it in perspective last time I saw Adam before today he was playing basketball uh, pick up basketball and he was wearing a mouth card so like who does that that's right and by the way do you wear my, I mean you always wear every mouth. time I have a blas- blah, 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 basketball <laughs> well considering your face <laughs> is your profession well my uncle are, and yeah. my best friend are both dentists my best friend me and him have played basketball the most out of everyone and he has made me custom mouth guards and and I think it's crazy that not everyone wears one when they play basketball. There's like Aaron elbows all the time, and in fact, I played How in Toronto. A few, I hold on. I played in Wait Toronto a, a few months ago, and the guy I played against was like ready to get in a fight with me because he was so offended that I would wear a mouth guard. I was Wait, like, really? What is wrong with you, dude? Like, so what do you care? Okay, to not get your teeth knocked out, you wear a, ni- a mouth guard, which then provoked this guy to try and knock your teeth out. Do you see yes. the irony? In yes, this? it was absurd. <laughs> do you see the problem? He's there like, was crazy irony, but also I he was, was also just confused. A mouth guard. He found it. He's like, and and he was also angry that I was like smiling while I was playing. Not, I wasn't doing it. You in weren't like a smiling. Teasy way. Your teeth were being. Your your, right. your face was being like. No, but I'm generally. More by the mouth guard. I'm a very warm uh, opponent in sports, so uh-huh. I will. If I'm playing against you and you do something good, I will give yeah, you yeah, props. Yeah. Oh, nice shot! Nice. Because we're and not in the NBA. That's right. Like, this guy is behaving like this. his his livelihood will be affected if he loses to me, and he was losing, and it was to him. It was like, oh, you find this funny? Oh, you need to you're wear a mouth guard. Che- you're cheating. You're wearing a yeah. mouth guard. What a dude! You distract me. Yeah, I don't know about that. He um, tried to bully me, but Geekscapers. 
Schism. I wasn't having it. Escapist. 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 We're escaping from uh, oh, from reality. <laughs> so, uh, so it was the first escape. You know what? I say that I have taken a lot of elbows, um, but yes. that's. I think you, you're more likely to get. It's injured. part of the game, bro. Oh, no, I no, 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 no. lose your fucking no, teeth. I, I, I think you're more likely to get injured if you play at our level <laughs> with people who majority of the time they don't know what they're doing. That's right. They don't know where to stand. They don't know where to put their yes. their limbs. And I mean, I've I been guilty I of it. I can step on a foot and sprain my ankle. That's common. But, That's part of it. But, but it's not hard for I me once to wear saw, a I, I once saw Joel Murray, uh, you know, Bill Murray's brother, Joel Murray. He was in uh, Mad Men, a lot of stuff. I used to play with him and a group of guys down um, by the Fox studio. And I saw him catch an elbow in the face and it split his lip. Ooh. And he's, a, he is a, and he's an older dude, but he's a tough son of a bitch. And I remember him stepping off the court and I was like... Oh man, he's gonna get irate. And he just he took a minute. He split his lip. There was blood fucking coming down his face. And he comes back on the court. The game obviously wasn't over, and we kind of gave him a minute. He came back. He collected himself, and he goes, "God damn it! I make money with this thing. All right, let's play." Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "You, dude. I mean, he's still bleeding and everything." I'm like, "You sure you don't want to hardcore pass that up?" He was a good dude. Joel, a good, a Joel tough, Murray was a tough, tough dude. dude. You don't always get that at these pickup games. No. You get foul, foul, foul. Yeah. Got it, foul, foul. It's like what? Yeah, you get blown on, and these people are babies. There's a lot of babies. I know they wear mouth guards. Oh, and proud of it. I also, by the way, escapists. Um, I also desperately believe in wearing earplugs when I go to loud bars and concerts. Always wear earplugs. Yes. People should be the wearing concerts earplugs. For sure. You'll lose your hearing. I don't understand. And I pull. I always bring extra earplugs because I'm a classy fellow. And I always what? offer them to friends and they look at me like I'm a fucking idiot. They're like, what? Yeah. I don't need earplugs. Am I not a wimp? I'm like, what are you? You want to lose your hearing? No, I've had like ringing in my ears after a concert and realizing that that's ear- that? That, no, that is hearing loss. Um, do you offer them to strangers is my question. No. That's what, no, come on. I have, I have. Yes, come on. I have, but on, but I'm not seeking out strangers. Hey, hey do you want no, you know? it, it, Listen, when you're, it, how long have you been dating? You dating somebody? Yeah. Can you talk about it on the show? Sure. Um, how long has that I been going believe on? In, uh, how long has that been going on? It's been going on a little bit. Before so, yes. is what I'm talking about. Before the relationship, you, could that have been a pickup thing at a concert <laughs> to walk over and be like, I've never, I've never used it. Come on, man. I've never used Think it. Think about that. You it's walk good, over and be like, hey, I'm a, I'm a good dude. I care. And you hand them the earplug. You know pretty quickly if she thinks you're a total pussy. It's true. Think, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you, uh, I think like, if like, are you a wuss? Are you not a wuss? wuss? Yeah. Then, and then if you overcome that with being proud of your wussiness, that's very charming, I feel mm-hmm. like. Okay. okay. Oh, look at this guy. He cares about his hearing and he's like weirdly happy and giving out earplugs. Look at this. He's like the, he's the, the earplug Robin Hood? No. No, be, no, you'd be, the, you'd be like, you'd be Johnny Appleseed. Johnny Appleseed. You'd be yes. the person planting care into people's ears. Beautiful. I think that's the one you're looking for. Johnny Apple ear. Johnny. You see, you went to Wharton, I went to the arts and sciences. Yeah, <laughs> I went over there, I'm like, let's learn how to think um, in tell pictures. tell a story, it's very in important. In pictures and words. Beautiful. Um, <laughs> yeah, the listeners are like, then why aren't you doing it now? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the same thing, but I'm The listeners are like, how <laughs> long? They're like, oh, well, we are also putting on earplugs right now. <laughs> Like Adam, we are uh, protecting the listeners who've fallen asleep. Wake the fuck up! (laughs) Are you enjoying your time at Geekscape? (laughs) 
I'm having a great time. It's very well. The thing here. is, Geekscapist, and I'm kind of Shanghai'd you. Um, Adam and I are just using you guys as an excuse to catch up. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's been, been a, it's been a minute, yeah, bro. A minute. It has been a minute, but I've been happy for you uh, watching you from afar doing this whole thing. Not watching Legends of Tomorrow. Not watching, bro. <laughs> watching Mandalorian. You got to get on Mandalorian. Yeah, I will. I will. You got to play like an Ewok or something. I also really like. I just have only watched two episodes, but I really like The Watchmen. That show's awesome. I gotta catch up to watch. It's really I gotta cool. catch up on that. I heard that the episode six was like the one oh. where everybody's like, holy crap. I'm, already in. I'm like, this world is cool. I don't know exactly what's going on, but I like it. I gotta tell you, I did approach it with a bit of cynicism because I think Watchmen... Because you're a purist? No, I, I, well, I think Watchmen's great. Um, I think that it's not the best thing to recommend a brand new comic book reader. Mm. Like, if you're a new comic book reader, I'm not giving you something as dense and dependent on the comic book medium as... Watchmen. Interesting. It's, I mean, it's a, it's about many things. One of which is the history of comic books, and it's a really dense piece. So I would not give Watchmen to a new comic book reader. Is is it worth appreciating? That's not yeah. me. I grew up on ElfQuest, so I don't, <laughs> don't fuck with me. <laughs> um, but I would give them something like, um, uh, like, uh, if it comes out of uh, DC, I always love Superman. Uh, Man for All Seasons, which is Jeff Loeb's book that he did with Tim Sale. Jeff Loeb ran uh, Marvel TV for a while. He just oh, wow. recently left Marvel TV. Uh, and he's a great writer, and he, and he did a really great Superman story called Superman Man for All Seasons, which was a lot like uh, Smallville. Anything of uh, like the reference Smallville. Did he have different Superman outfits for the different seasons? <laughs> no, but it, it, I mean, he, I don't think he becomes Superman until the... It's really about... Clark on the Kent oh, farm cool. and I became him. I identify it's, with Clark. It's a, yeah, I do too. Um, and I got to tell you, the one thing that has got me wanting to go back to Legends of Tomorrow and what I've kind of been intimidated by, uh, because I, it's going to make me as a purist want to go back and watch all the Arrow and the Flash and the Supergirl and Dude, all this stuff is this, this five-part crisis, which you may or may not be involved in. This five-part crisis stuff, the, when they start releasing photos of Tom Welling returning and Brandon, and Brandon Routh as a freaking Kingdom Come Superman and you start seeing uh, Kevin Conroy as Kingdom Come Batman and when you, they start spoiling this stuff with all these photos from Crisis it looks amazing I'm so stoked for really Crisis cool. I always I, wonder like why did they re- pre-release it but I guess it's causing this, this oh it makes people like me who bailed yeah for a couple of years want to absolutely go back and watch it i'm super excited about crisis i think that the that everything i'm seeing from it yeah it looks uh, awesome it looks amazing and i and, and i don't know if gary green is a part of it but i'm saying that bebo should be anyway uh <laughs> i hope bebo is i, I tried to make gary is <laughs> i tried to i tried to make you some money there you I, hear that I, I tried to make you some money or at least the guy who animates bebo <laughs> Um, I'm yeah. I think that's the one I want to watch is the Crisis thing. And then you'll roll in the last episode of the Crisis is technically the first episode of Legends, but the first episode starts the next week. Okay, wait, 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 wait. So the fifth I need a hour. Chart. Of I need crisis? a chart. I need a chart. Hold up, hold up. I need a chart. Okay. Okay. First hour of Crisis is I'm like, not sure. Like one of those Flash or Arrow, Flash or Arrow, or okay. Supergirl. Okay, but Arrow is ending after Crisis. Is yes. is Crisis the finale of Arrow? Yes. Okay, I'll be sad to see that because uh, Arrow is obviously the one that started sure. it. And I thought Arrow was awesome. It is the Arrowverse. Arrow is awesome. It, they, they, you do call it the Arrowverse. Yeah. Okay, we will now call it the Gary Greenverse. The Gary Greenverse. The, yeah. the, the Greenverse. Um, that is law. Okay, 
Oh, the Beboverse. You hear that? The, Geekscapists? The, the Beboverse. The Beboverse. Um, okay, so, like so the first hour of the five part is yes. Flash or Arrow. I'm guessing the second one is like Supergirl or Flash or Arrow. Yeah, uh, and then Batwoman a, and Last is Legends. But is there Black Lightning? Oh, no. 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 Those are the fives. Batwoman. Those are the fives. How's Batwoman? I haven't watched Batwoman. I haven't watched it yet okay. either. Okay, so Batwoman. I know that it's been a difficult shoot process because they shoot a lot of outdoors at night. At night. So there's a lot yeah. of night. Dude, shoots. the crazy thing about the night shoots in cities is uh, buildings turn off and go home. So you got to go around and like pay the night man to like keep oh, the lights on. That is wild. Because <laughs> I mean, think about it. Like, and they have like, to, I assume, shoot on top of buildings. You right? shoot on that top of buildings. Got to be like, and it doesn't help when a lot of buildings turn their lights off at night. I'm surprised by that because usually, like, uh, cityscapes keep their lights on. Some but... of them. Some of them. <clears throat> uh, I think more so now. But I remember uh, a former Geekscape uh, guest. Gary Johnson, his name is Gary Johnson. I believe he uh, he was the uh, director of Steel. Do you remember the movie Steel with Shaquille O'Neal playing oh, Steel? Yeah. He was also the creator of V and um, Alien Nation. Oh, cool! And awesome, awesome. His name is not Gary Johnson. Um, I'll have to go back and, and find him. But uh, he was also the showrunner on Incredible Hulk with Lou Ferrigno. Oh, uh, awesome, awesome, awesome guest and uh, good friend. He used to come in and lecture for me when I would teach film. He would come in and talk about how to make things on a budget. Uh, and one awesome. of his tactics was in downtown LA when they were shooting things like Alien Nation at night and they were doing nighttime rooftop stuff. Uh, he's the guy who, even though it barely rains in LA, he was telling us to go and wet the streets anyway because you know in TV you always see the streets wet and everything, yeah. and you're like in Los Angeles it never rains, but yeah, it always, it always looks like it has <clears throat> rained because. If you wet the streets, you see the reflections of the lights, and it adds depth and production value. So they would wet the streets, so you get the reflections of the lights in the street. So he remembers sending PAs out one night to go to all the doormen, knock on the windows of these skyscrapers, because L.A. had less skyscrapers back then, about 30 years ago. And he would give the guys a 20 to just go and turn the lights back on on the floor so that there's depth of field in the shots. It's not just a bunch of black buildings that are blotting out the stars and this and that. And you can actually see depth to the city. So a little tactic there. I don't think Vancouver has that problem. If I remember Vancouver, it had a pretty awesome... I mean Metropolis. I meant meant Metropolis? Gotham. Gotham? I meant like any of the D.C. cities. Yeah, yeah. But that woman's Gotham, I think. She's somewhere. I mean... How many bats do you need in Gotham? I, mean, I think she's Gotham because we share a studio with them and I've seen cars that say, like police cars that say Gotham. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking the bats are kind of the problem at Gotham at this point. Yeah, what is up like, with that? At what point are you guys actually going to clean it up? Like, Although, you know, bats get a bad rap. They get a bad rap. Metropolis is clean. Look at Gotham. It looks like a toilet. Yeah, what do they have? What's the difference? What's the difference? They I both have like, villains. I feel like they the both government have of Gotham is probably a little more corrupt. Okay, is there but, more corruption but, but there? unlike Metropolis, right? What's going on with the Metropolis government? What well, are they doing? They've got a billionaire in Lex, and um, Gotham has a billionaire in Bruce. I guess one of them isn't funding in the infrastructure or the political infrastructure of that city. <gasps> You're telling me that Lex is doing a better job yeah, of investing. Lex is in, better at governing his people. Better at he's better at helping Metropolis yeah. than Bruce is. Bruce is like, no, I'm just going to build a tank and go punch Unless, some people. Does Lex have like? Does he have ownership in some of the sanitation companies? Is he getting like the sanitation a kickback? Yeah. Does I, he have all the garbage companies, all the road building companies? There's, I mean, listen. The building companies. Where is he making his money? Metropolis is spotless. So maybe... Gotham or, looks like an earthquake hits it every week. So he might just be a clean freak. 
And Batman is just like, I don't care. He just doesn't care. I'm going to build a tank and punch a clown. Yeah. Yeah, I'm starting to think Bruce is a problem. And don't you think Gotham just needs, like, more, like, just city lights? Just more, like, lighting. Just streets should be brighter. I don't think the, I don't think the sunlight hits Gotham. <laughs> So they need more lights. I think I think Gotham is like that town so in uh, in Alaska where sunlight only hits oh, it for an hour. Man, that sucks. You know what I mean? What yeah. is it like? Like it's like it's like Dower, Alaska, or there's a town in Alaska that sunlight only hits it for like an hour or something. And I think that Terrible. is Gotham because that place is dark, and they need a little bit of help. Could you imagine walking to your car in Gotham? You don't walk to your car. Fuck like no. fuck no. Do you That's walk the to your one car? place I'll valet. I'm not gonna valet anywhere else. I'll valet. I Gotham. would walk to my car in Gotham if I was dressed like a bat. <laughs> like that is the yeah, only way I'm totally. going. To, that's the only way you're walking to your car in Gotham because the whole place <clears> is dark. <throat> it's like stranger danger across the board in Gotham. No wonder Bruce is. Do you think you might shot. attract criminals though if you wear that? Like they're testing out to see. No, because they don't. They just don't want to fuck with Batman at all. If there is like a five percent chance. No, they do want to fuck with Batman. There's so many supervillains in Gotham. They don't care about him. He's so like, what's the worst and... thing that's going to happen? You know, God, you know, he's not going to use a gun. That's a plus. You, you know, Bruce isn't going to use a gun. Yeah. Right? My parents yeah. were killed by a gun. Yeah. And you know, the worst thing that's going to happen is that they're going to send you to the revolving door of Arkham Asylum. You'll be out in two days. Somebody's going to blow the back door out or the black back wall out and you'll escape. Or they'll just let you loose because it employs people like Harley Quinn. So, you know, that, that, like the facilities are trash. They're not invested in by that's Wayne Enterprises. No, like, like Wayne Enterprises could probably fix that city with a check. And instead, he's like, I think I want to build a tank. Lucius and I are going to uh, take a bunch of money from my publicly traded company, and we're just going to embezzle and build a tank instead. It's like, no, no, Bruce, you're the problem. Bruce, you are the problem with wow. Gotham. This is crazy. Well, think about it. The evidence is right there. You don't want to walk home with Gotham. No wonder your parents got shot, Bruce. They left the house. <laughs> like, if you leave the house mm. in Gotham, chances are you going to get shot. But is Bruce in charge of, like... If you're the richest man in the city, who are you up against? Yeah, but, like, does the richest man pay for, like, cleaning up the streets? He can invest police? in the infrastructure. Okay, at least build a school, all right, pal? Like, instead, he's, like, putting his money in, like, a bunch of toys. He should build a school. Toys. I agree with that. Definitely build a school. Definitely fix the asylum. All right, that asylum's a, tr- a joke. Does he own the asylum? He, listen, he can invest in it. It's a, I don't know. It's from, who's Arkham? I don't know. It's in the comics. I didn't read that far. Um, you know, and then... Geekscapist? And obvi- who owns the asylum? And obviously, yes. he can donate to local politicians. That's fine, but he probably is like, look, they're not going to deal with crime like I will. No, he was probably like last person I bagged got acid splashed on his face and became a villain. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like my, it. my friend Harvey, like I helped fund his campaign and then they splashed acid on him and now and I have to punch him in the head guy. every week. Yeah, He's true. like, I'm not investing in you guys anymore. And next thing you know, I have to punch you guys, keep you from robbing a bank and running away. So Metropolis is the place to be. Do you think... I feel like what is the like theater scene in Gotham? Like, where is real estate more expensive? Actor thing I've ever heard of a show. <laughs> what the hell? Um, wait. What's the theater scene like in okay, Gotham? Okay, is it like New York? No, no. Is it like Times Square? No, is there's. There... I think the artists in Gotham are much better because the real estate is like nasty. Because they had the cataclysm, they had that earthquake. So first off, like Gotham is trash. Like you can really, yeah. It's like Detroit. I mean, no, no offense, Detroit, but like, um, yeah, Gotham has got to not have expense, and these real estate cannot be expensive in Gotham. Metropolis has the nicer real estate because crime is probably lower because they're like, oh fuck that, I'm not committing a crime. They've got a, this 
god that can just fry my limbs off from orbit if I do this. Right. I mean, Superman doesn't kill them. I mean, he might maim a little bit. You know, he blows on you. You're Does going he never the wall. kill? The whole thing with Batman in in soups is that they don't kill. Hmm. You, you can argue that Superman killed Zod by putting him in the pocket universe and exposing him to that weird-ass kryptonite that killed him, right? Because he had to, because Zod was like, I'm going to keep coming until I destroy your planet. Would he kill something like Brainiac? Yeah, Brainiac would just... What is Brainiac? Brainiac is like some weird sentient consciousness, right? And plus he like Hard imprisoned the people sentient. of Kandor. So you can go as far as you want into whether or not Superman Deep kills. Superman has, Superman has killed. Did he like it? Hell no, it fucked him up. It fucked him up. But he's done it. Has Bruce killed? Hell no. Bruce is like, I will never touch a gun. I gotta, Unless it's, it's a Zack Snyder it's, movie. It's then admirable. I'll touch a gun. It's admirable. <laughs> in the Snyder cut, Bruce has like a million guns. Or if uh, Frank Miller's in charge, he has a gun. But that's about it. Hmm. Are you learning a lot about the uh, yeah. DC verse that you call home, Gary Green? I, I, I am. I hey, am. man. Thank you. Anytime Thank you, you need for being an, an expert. Well, listen, regardless of how many excellent writers you guys have on your show. A expert? If you Gexpert? need if you need anything, if you're like, hey Jonathan, I feel like the writers are lying to me. Okay. I'll <laughs> what, come to you. What would really happen? Okay. Then I can be like, hey, listen, let's talk. Let's check on the side. Okay. You need any like motivation for your character or anything? Yes. I'm getting you fired. It's this is juicy. not a good no, do not. Do not put my into my ego. Do not. Okay. Listen, Geeks Capus. We've exploited his time enough. Uh, listen. It's a pleasure. It's been fun. But you got to get back to work because uh, at the end of Legends of Tomorrow, at the end of uh, Crisis, you got Legends of Tomorrow coming out. That's right, baby. And you got to get back to work. Um, so, is it true what you told me off the record with Gary Green getting killed this season? <laughs> <laughs> is it true that Gary Green gets ripped in half in the first in the, He, in the first uh, he gets ripped in half. He gets, it's actually, he gets chopped up into little pieces. He gets eaten. But then there's this special, he learns, um, he's sort of a... An amateur warlock, and so while mm-hmm. being chewed up, mm-hmm. he creates a spell which uh, saves his body. Is that something that John Constantine taught him? Uh, Gary is kind of they're boys, you know. They're mm-hmm. he's like John tight. Constantine. I'm wait, what, what was your narrative again? Is he's getting eaten and chopped? Up. What was this? What was that dumb thing you just said? <laughs> the listener, the listeners are like anything over the last hour has been the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I feel like that scene in Billy Madison where it's like. I award you zero points, and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> oh, man. Um, listen, dude. I disagree. I think the listeners will be just having a ball of a time. They're going to be refreshed that you're not doing sound bites. Yes, Prepared sound bites. You're just off the cuff. We're just hanging as boys. Totally. Like, like we always done. I don't have any prepared sound bites. And, um, and they're refreshed yeah, that... This is going to get you fired, and then they don't. Great, have, yeah, no, great. Okay. I had a great time as a geekscaper. <laughs> I'm kidding, geekscapers. Uh, go seek out Americanistan because this guy's going to need a paycheck very quick after we just got him fired. From, yes, please I'm check kidding. it out. I'm kidding. So, geekscapers, this is what you're going to do. This is what you're going to do, geekscapers. You're going to follow this guy on social media at. Seki T S E K Y, like the jelly. On the Twitter, on the Instagram. on the Instagram. You yeah, on all of them. On all of them. Yeah, yeah. On all of them. This I don't is, tweet that much, though. I'm more of a I, grammar. I find that a nasty environment. It's a little bit nasty. It's a lot of pressure. I don't. I, I don't know. I look do at. Do I it. have to be funny? Do I not? Yeah, have to exactly. Be funny? Can I just? Uh, I let agree me with Post you. a stupid picture. It's more fun. I agree with you 100. percent So Thank follow you. him on Instagram. 
at the sure. second. And Twitter, if you want. Look at Go to the Twitter. Just all don't right. expect a lot. <laughs> all right. Uh, you can follow Geekscape on all of those things. Join yeah. us on Facebook at the Geekscape Forever group or go to Geekscape on Facebook and just be part of the Geekscape conversation. Geekscape Forever! The other thing you can do is follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Search for us. We got all sorts of other podcasts. Uh, Matt Kelly is adding a podcast a week, it seems like, on our podcast network. So I and you're getting, aren't you offering free t shirts for each new follower? I'm going to cut you. <laughs> I'm going to cut your face. I will remove your face. I will be cut. He just showed me a box filled with t shirts. I was like, who are it these was for? also filled with faces. <laughs> I'm like Dark Man. I'm going to become you. I will then go to Vancouver and I will be the Gary Green. Wow. I'm going to remove your face. I will wear your face as a mask. Do I get your face? No, you die. <laughs> oh, that's not fun for <laughs> no, me. No, it sucks. It fucking sucks. Um, but but, but uh, it's fine. Um, By the way, listeners, the look on his face suggested that he know, he's experienced... No, it, it sucks. I've been there. No, it's, I've been back from death. I, too, am a, uh, a fan of the arcane arts. I, too, am friends with John Constantine oh, and come back from hell. Yeah. Um, so listen, this is what you're going to do. You're going to follow us on social. The other thing you're going to do is you're going to come to Comic-Con next uh, July summer. 2020. That's right. You're going to come July 2020. You're going to hang out with Seki here. The 46th the annual San Diego Comic. That's I what we know. I think we're past 50 at this point. I think it's the 51st. I think this is actually the 51st. Oh, really? You're going to hang with us. And then the other thing is if you're in L.A. this Thursday... Yeah. You're just going to come to my birthday party. <laughs> yeah, the Woodman. <laughs> and uh, honestly, what I said at the top of the show, uh, December 12th, um, the typewriter. Yeah, theater. you said the telegraph earlier. It's, it's the, the dynasty it's the typewriter. Dynasty typewriter. Is the name Go of to comedyfilmnerds.com, get a ticket <laughs> the to telegraph. the last comedy film nerd show at the dynasty typewriter in Koreatown. You're going to want to see me on stage with my friends. Uh, saying That's goodbye awesome. That place is amazing. I, I love, love the Dynasty Typewriter. What a, what a vibe. What a community. It's a very Fantastic. cool place. So come watch that. And of course, Geekscape is you can find us here every week talking to friends like Adam, Gary Green, Sekman. Dude, it was good to reconnect with you at the uh, expense of the Geekscape listeners, but... You know what? Yeah, sorry, guys. At some point, you got to do... Sorry to record the best podcast you've ever heard. When you do them for 13 years, after a while, you got to start doing them for yourself. So oh, Beautiful. Geekscapist, I love you. finally having me on. Jesus. The uh, <laughs> next episode will be a little more coherent. And uh, <laughs> hit that subscribe button. Or if you think this was hilarious, share it with your friends. This is the... Uh, Which, of course, thing. they will. Why wouldn't they? I'm just going to drink my tea like Baby Yoda <laughs> and say Geekscapist, Geekscape forever, over and out. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.